So you've come here for the truth. Well, we've got the truth and nothing but the truth. Here are your hosts, Robert A. Bianchi and David J. Bruno. Welcome to WMTR Radio. It's nothing but the truth with your host, Bob Bianchi and Dave Bruno, two lawyers. Thank God we're not talking about law, Dave. It's all about mindset, how to live a joyful, productive life. We've had amazing guests on the show, and we got another awesome guest. And what I really love about this guest is not only does she have the wisdom, tenacity, not only is she succeeding, not only is she really zen in terms of which she is, she's a young person in high school, so impressive. Dave, can you make the introduction? Yeah, not only that, Bob, but she is the reigning Miss New Jersey Teen USA. And she's got a big competition for Miss Teen USA next week. So we have this great conversation with her this week talking about this upcoming competition and and where she has, how she's gotten to where she is, you know. And she started a blog at 12. And and this thing is called The Fan's Behavior, something that you guys could check out. She's been doing it since age 12 and and really talking a lot about her experiences and and her uh, perspectives on things. So I thought it would be an amazing opportunity to bring Miss Teen New Jersey on Nothing But The Truth and learn a little bit more about Uma Sophia. Uma, how you doing? And welcome to Nothing But The Truth. Thank you so much for having me. When I got your message, I was just, I was so honored that, you know, I could be among the amazing guests that you've had on the podcast and that you considered me even. (laughs) You know, I I consider you actually as impressive if not more because you know it takes people a a long time and a long journey and there's going to be a long journey ahead of your life as well we talked a little bit off air about uh your centering into the present moment and things of that nature so what impresses me right away and Dave and myself were just talking about this yesterday because we do do a lot of mindset coaching and mindset discussion I mean that's the whole nature of the show is that if you are living and examine the life it doesn't make a difference. Now, I, I don't know exactly how, how old you are, and I won't ask you. I know you're in high school, but my journey started that way when I was in high school, and I was an emergency medical technician. I started when I was 16, and um, I started volunteering, and then eventually I went into a paid ambulance service in the in a very low socioeconomic areas, very difficult areas, stabbings, shootings, things of that nature. Uh, and that experience informs so much of my life um, about living and examine life and what it is and how I wanted to live that life. So you were already on that journey and, and off air, you were kind of talking very similar to that. Tell us a little bit about your mindset. And if you can, how did you get into the space of being a, a pageant contestant? So I'm also 16 years old, but uh, my journey in pageantry started when I had just turned 15. I I think actually, no, I was 14 when I um, competed for the first time. And it was something that was totally out of my wheelhouse. I had grown up as kind of a nerd, a little bit of a tomboy, and I was more into reading. I always had my nose in a book. And around that time, I did struggle in school, not academically, I loved school for that, but socially, um, because of my background, I'm half Mexican, half Indian, sometimes people weren't always accepting of that, and I felt like kind of an outlier. So I'm very stubborn, and I stayed in that kind of environment for longer than I should have, looking back, but... It is what kind of motivated me. One day I woke up and I thought I need to do something out of my comfort zone. And it just so happened that my mom and I were 
on like scrolling through Instagram, I think, and I saw an ad of the pageant Miss New Jersey Teen USA. And it was of the contestant who had won the previous year in 2020, Delaney. And it was just all the girls rushing towards her as she's getting crowned. And at the time, I didn't have I didn't have any friends and I didn't have that support other than my loving parents who have been my best friends forever. But seeing that, that's what I was initially attracted to. I was like, I, and then as I got to learn more about it, that it was about advocacy and I was raised in a household where we value charity. And I've worked with a longtime organization called the Lotus Petal Foundation, which I'll talk to you about later. But it just seemed that everything was falling into place and everything that I valued was in the pageant system. So when I went for my first year, I had no idea what I was doing, no coaching. The girls had been, you know, some girls had been doing it for many years. So I kind of felt like a fish out of water. And that's a recurring theme in the story of my life. But I ended up placing um, as first runner up and I was just shocked. I was happy to be on stage and I didn't think that I would come back for another year, but my mentor, who then went on to coach me for the state pageant, Gina Mellish, um, she reached out to me and my dad and my parents were like, why don't you give it another shot? And ultimately, I won this year and I was crowned Miss New Jersey Teen USA 2023. And you asked me a little bit about my mindset behind this. I did mention that I was very stubborn and there were a couple things that I had to unlearn. But what I the main lesson that I think I can take away from, you know, having been bullied and having gone through such a difficult time in my life where I was struggling with anxiety after being such a confident kid growing up is that you cannot heal in the same place that you were hurt. And even though, you know, I had to leave behind great teachers, I had to leave behind some friends, but it's not being selfish. It's putting yourself first. And I had to make that distinction in my mind that I had to be in a place where I was waking up happy and not like I didn't want to go to school. And I was putting other people's thoughts and thinking about, oh, if I do this, what will people think? And I was never like that. So the fact that, you know, I'd kind of fallen down this rabbit hole of self-doubt was really noticeable to the people around me because like I said I've always been very outgoing always in a lot of clubs trying new things and as soon as I realized that that kind of my old school kind of dulled that I decided that it was time for me to transfer schools so while I was competing for you know my second year the year that I got crowned I actually ended up transferring to the Academy of St. Elizabeth where I am now. That's where I go to school now. It's an all-girls school in Morristown, New Jersey. And immediately just the warmth and the support of the staff and the students and now my longtime friends who I can confidently say will be my friends for a long time. <laughs> um, just the difference in climate and how they embraced me is kind of what I kept in my mind throughout the competition on stage when I was talking about, you know, my passion for education and representation because of not only, like I've seen how important it is to have an accepting environment. And that is why um, I'm such a huge advocate for inclusivity and why I started the with a couple of my friends, a diversity, equality, and inclusion campaign at my new school. Because of all these experiences I've had, I think it's really important to be open-minded and just respectful 
of other people's perspectives. That's another thing that, you know, us pageant queens have to be aware about. We meet a lot of different people along the way. And I think I've, I've just grown so much this past year. And, you know, people have their misconceptions about pageantry, but it truly is a sisterhood. And I feel so much more like I've got my confidence back ever since I've become Miss New Jersey teen. So, yep, that's that's a little bit about my mindset and my journey. Yeah, Amazing. It. It's great. Exceptional. You know, I'd like to highlight something you said about you can't heal in the same place that you were hurt. Nowadays, and, and Bob and I, we have this conversation frequently. I, was, I think I was fortunate because when I was in elementary school and high school and a little into college, there was no social media. I mean, we went to school and then we had the neighborhood when we came into back home and you didn't have to deal with everyone else. And I could only imagine in this day and age having those troubles as a young uh, woman. So for, for people that are going through similar things right now, and you looking back on the things that you've learned, what advice would you give someone that's struggling the same in the social media world that we're in? I mean, it's cliche, and I'm sure people have heard it a hundred times, but you really do have to ground yourself and remind yourself to be yourself. Like if you are if you are acting like someone you're not, it first of all, it'll come off as in gen like not genuine. And second of all, you are living a lie. I feel like I wasted so much time where I could have been doing all the things that I'm doing now and really enjoying every moment of just life of waking up and seeing my family in the morning and putting a smile on my face and not having to worry about, you know, what nasty comments would come up on my posts or, you know, what people were going to think if I, you know, wrote, ended up writing a book, which I did this year because I was able to get over the fact that, oh, what if people think I'm too much? What if people think I'm not enough? There's no such thing. You are your own definer. You are the person who your image should matter to most, not anyone else's perspective. And I, I think it's very difficult, like you said, with social media. I feel like there's so many different ways that we choose to compare ourselves, whether it's academically or, you know, art superficially with um, the Instagram models and all of that. And a pageantry can seem quite superficial on a... Um, on a face value kind of lens, but if really looking past that, the organization has made such amazing and amazing changes that really are milestone in the community that we've kind of shifted away from, you know, putting so much pressure on girls to be perfect all the time. And it's really about embracing not our flaws, but what makes us unique, what makes us different. And you know, as someone who does come from a different uh, racial background, and both my parents are immigrants, to have made it and to be here where I am, first of all, I'm so grateful to my parents for being that example for me. But it's just, it's unreal that someone like me has been able to do all the things this past year. And that is why I wake up every morning and I make sure that I remember that I should be grateful for these things because it's it's hard. Life passes us by so quickly that often we kind of focus on the bad. And there are definitely some 
days that I I do look at that. Like I, maybe I had like a weird moment with one of my friends or, you know, bad grade on a test. So I'm affected like that, like anyone else. But I think it's really important to put into perspective that in the long run, I, I think the universe does have a plan. Like you it's, make it, your destiny. It, it's so funny because the, the last like three minutes of what you just discussed is a book that I am currently writing about the themes exactly the same but unfortunately we're gonna have to take a break here at WMTR Radio something but the truth Bob Bianchi Dave Bruno will be right back at the Bianchi Law Group our team of former prosecutors and certified criminal trial attorneys specialize in criminal defense and domestic violence cases when you need a law firm with courage compassion and the commitment to fight for you call the Bianchi Law Group today welcome back to WMTR Radio something but the truth Bob Bianchi Dave Bruno well I have to say almost Sophia that uh, you said if we have any notes it's taken me a, a long time to collaborate in my own brain with so many different things and trying to improve myself or whatever and I think that as a young person you've got it down I think the harder thing is is life is throwing curveballs at you is to make sure you stick with the thought process that you have because people can become easily like oh it didn't work and whatever but you you have got it nailed and and that's great so I want to talk about something I find interesting um you talked about pageantry I'm I'm not a big pageant guy so I don't know every now and again I've seen it on TV and I you know what have you uh there are a lot of people that have controversy about it and I've heard themes that you were mentioning throughout the first segment you were talking about um being yourself and being true to yourself, well, well, great. And not worrying about nasty comments and what people think. And the image that you, of you is only the image th- that you feel about you, not what anybody else. And and not to be overwhelmed by comparison. Yet, I feel exactly the same way. And we're not that much different than one another. We feel the same way about those things, but we're in front of juries. We're for us. We, we have to care about the other person. We have to think about what they're thinking of us. And I would imagine that's uber true in a uh, pageant like yourself. So how do you, is it in an opposite thought? Is it a contradiction to say that you don't want to worry about the nasty comments because I'm sure you're going to get them? Um, that's just the more you succeed and the better you are, the more of a threat, the, the more that other people can't live up to your way of living life, you are going to be attacked. Um, so that's just the way that goes. What other people think? Well, I mean, you're in a pageant. It's what other people think of you. That makes a difference as to whether you win or not. And your image is obviously huge. And yet I understand, and Dave and myself understand, you can do both at the same time. Explain that to us. So it's actually funny you said that. Um, it was a big deal for me to be on here because when I grow up, hopefully I want to pursue law. There you go. <laughs> At first I was interested in litigation and now I've been looking into foreign relations and policy. And I kind of, un- I, I do understand that, you know, sometimes what you're saying isn't always what you're thinking and you have to be diplomatic about that. But I think diplomacy is a lot like pageantry, but I think under all of that, you know, pomp and circumstance, the glam, the makeup, the hair, I think the reason that I've found so much success is because 
when I'm looking at the camera, I'm not caring about how I look. I'm caring about the emotion that I'm projecting. Like, I'm yes, I'm thinking about, you know, me smiling, but it's not like, oh, do my teeth look good? It's like, oh, am I showing how happy this moment is making me? Mm-hmm. And I think um, just being really genuine is important because I can tell a fake smile from a real smile um, from a mile away. Um, and I think other people can too. People pick up on that. So even though, yes, we are being compared, the other girls and I are actually really good friends. I'm rooming with my buddy, Miss Teen Rhode Island. Her name is Lola. You guys should check her out too. But we are going to be rooming together. And we spent like three days together at our boot camp because New Jersey and Rhode Island do a lot. And, you know, people would think that we're like catty or we're fighting and we're comparing ourselves, but it's not the case. I think I'll be friends with her, like I said, for a really long time. And this experience, I mean, of course, everyone wants a chance at getting the crown. And I know if I had the honor of being the next Miss Teen USA, I would continue to do the work that I've been doing for education, hopefully spread the message of my book, The White Jaguar. But ultimately, this weekend, I'm looking forward to cultivating new friendships and connections and just showing the judges that I truly am genuine and passionate about the causes that I care about. Just, just, just real quick before Dave goes, are you nervous when you're on stage? And, and, and I imagine you are, and is it, how do you navigate that? How, what's your, what's your technique? Is it, is it fear nervous or is it happy, excited nervous? So my coach told me this, when you are nervous, your body doesn't know the difference between nervous excitement and nervous like adrenaline. So just try to convince what I do is I literally convince myself, no, you're not nervous, Uma. You're just really, really happy. And it works. It works. It's crazy, but it does work. So that is like my little mind hack, if you will, <laughs> before going on stage. But I find that once you if you if you really care about um, what you're talking about, and you know it, you guys stand up in a jury and you want to win, so you care. <laughs> but um, if, if you really know yourself and you know what you want your audience to know about you, I think it comes really easy. Like the top five questions everyone is super scared about, it just flows. When you're on stage, it's it's like a switch that's activated. They ask you any question and you can answer it as long as you are really truthful about what you want to do with the title and you're, like, authentic, and you're authentic that's what it comes down to right you're just being yourself yes yeah what about this book the white jaguar you know if you're crowned you said you want to send the message across of the book tell us a little bit more yes so my dad and my mom have many nicknames for me but my dad's nickname for me is to call me his little jaguar uh so i kind of took that and the white jaguar The message behind it is really to embrace what makes you unique. And it's a story about a little white jaguar named Nieve, who kind of goes through what I did, that she is obviously a little bit different than the other jaguars, has a different coat. And she meets people along the way who kind of teach her to embrace that instead of like pushing it away. Um, And throughout the book, there are the four languages I grew up speaking in my household. So English, Spanish, Hindi, and French. And just having like a little bit of me in a book that I was able to write and illustrate, just that I think is my greatest accomplishment this year. I mean, the crown and sash are amazing, but I'm that kind of gave me the power and the confidence to do something that I think has been in me for a long time, but I just didn't see. 
So I hope that I can I can inspire other young girls and boys who, you know, may be struggling with something that does set them apart and show them that it's their superpower, not something that they should be scared of or think that is weird. <laughs> yeah. Well, I, I'll tell you, the, the other two concepts that I heard you talk about was that you felt out of place. Um, you, you were having difficulty, anxiety. This is all something people can understand. And instead of becoming what I, I often refer to as a victim, you became a victor. You recognized it. You faced it. You made a decision that you were going to not be victimized, that you were not going to blame the outside world. You were going to take steps. You moved to uh, St. Elizabeth's uh, High School, which is, is very dear to my heart. I, I was a Seton Hall prep uh, boy, by the way. Uh, yeah, you guys are always trying to, you guys are always trying to date us um, back in the day. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm sure. sure. No, but seriously, um, you know, so, you, and then you talked about that community at Saint-E's, which, which I, I know really well. Mm -hmm. And you talked about that you were bullied and that you had difficulties and these anxieties. Um, it seems to me, and you tell me if I'm wrong, that you faced them, you looked at them, you made a decision, I don't want to live this way, and I'm going to take a proactive action. Now, that's hard for people in their 20s, 30s, 40s, 50s, and 60s to do. How'd you wind up doing it at such a young age? Was that some involvement of your parents, uh, your upbringing, you as a person? Where'd it come from? So I would say how lucky I am to have amazing parents that just, if I could tell you their life story on in 10 minutes, I would, but it's just everything that they have gone through has been monumental for me growing up because it's had such a deep impact on how I view the world. Um, they've taught me so many lessons and yes, year after year, they did like bring up switching schools. But like I said, I am very stubborn. I was like willing to stick it out because before I used to think quitting was failure. I used to think that switching schools was me quitting on something, but it wasn't. It was a redirection. And when I kind of made that switch in mindset and realized that I'm not quitting anything, I'm still going to school. It's not like I'm dropping out or anything, but what I'm doing is finally letting a breath out that I've been holding and you know, not being scared of going to school anymore and doing something that is good for my mental health. And, you know, I always say that healing is not circular because I still, I still have panic attacks, you know, and it, it is kind of scary for those who deal with that. Um, because it was something that was completely new to me. I had never, ever experienced something like that. And just having my parents in my corner who, are huge advocates for my mental health. They've never put pressure on me to succeed academically. And I think that's why I push myself so hard because I want to make them proud. They have mm -hmm. never, ever put that pressure on me. And that is why I feel the need to kind of, to just be the most amazing daughter that I could possibly be mm -hmm. because I love them so much. <laughs> Dave, boy, I, I, I got to tell you, we I, I hope that we can have you back, especially after your teen uh, USA, because yes. uh, they're st so impressed, really, so much to talk about. Dave, real quick, though, uh, let's talk about um, career and law programs. Oh, yeah, you've read my mind. You've read my mind. I mean, Uma Sophia, you, when you said that you're interested in being a lawyer, you probably saw me jump, and I, and I hit Bob, because guess what? I mean, we've been in this, we're, we're trial lawyers, we're growing a law firm, but we also give back, and we want to help people like you. 
people, high school students, college students, law school students interested in careers in law. And in the spring, we're going to have a five-week course over Zoom. And we're gathering students right now. So it's at I want to be a lawyer dot law. And I am extending an invite to you, Uma, Sophia. We would love to have you participate in the course and maybe even speak to this group because I think that you could connect yeah. with a lot of people on that screen because it's yeah. we're building community. We're building mentors for people and, and we want to start something big for students. And you saw us jump in, and that's it. So right. I want to be a lawyer.law. Uma Sophia, you are invited as our guest. And we want you to be a part of it. Yeah, you know, it's funny because um, the world conspires to make things work. That course, we started when I was the Morris County prosecutor. And we gave it for multiple semesters at actually St. E's started it. Uh, uh, with their, and then we drew university. And then ultimately, we wound up having 12 participating colleges. But after COVID hit, it kind of went by the wayside. But now we learned so much with COVID with uh, Zoom and what we're doing right now that we decided to offer the course online. Um, and it's got six components, seven components. So it's really amazing. And now we can give it to anybody around the world. So like Dave said, you are invited Unfortunately, and this is the only thing I have to say about this, yeah. is we are out of time. So you have to come back. There's no of doubt. Of course I will. And thank you so much for the invitation. If this isn't a way to show that the old adage, what is meant for you will find you, then I don't know what is. <laughs> Perfect way to end this show. This is WMTR Radio. Something about the truth. Bob Bianchi, Dave Bruno, every Saturday at 1030 a.m. on the radio. Dave, talk about the podcast. Nothing but the truth podcast.com. It's where we have all the videos of all of our prior guests, uh, where you could see this interview and others. And Bob, I'm working on a new page. It's going to be up shortly. Hopefully by the time this launches, you guys will see the new website. But it will be at nothingbutthetruthpodcast.com. And Uma Sophia, we'll see you at Careers in Law. It starts on March 20th. For anyone else that wants to participate, I want to be a lawyer.law. Awesome. Thank you. Good luck. Thank you so much. All right. Awesome. We're going to have fun. Okay. We'll see you soon. Have a rest of your day. Yes. See you Peace. Soon. Good luck. Bye. Bye. We're the Bianchi Law Group, a team of former prosecutors and certified criminal trial attorneys. But here's the thing. He put himself in a box when he said... My Relied on by CNN, Fox News, MSNBC, Law and & Crime, and news leaders across the country for our criminal defense expertise. In a search warrant, you have to have probable cause that a crime's been committed and there's evidence in a particular place. When you need a law firm with courage, compassion, and the commitment to fight for you, call the Bianchi Law Group today.